Welcome to Lorica, the podcast of Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. St. Patrick's is a parish in the Antiochian Orthodox Christian Archdiocese of North America, serving the Western Rite. Father Patrick is also the administrator of the Orthodox West. Our epistle reading this morning comes from St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians, and it begins in verse 13. Therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is for your glory. St. Paul is obviously concerned that the Ephesians would be in danger of giving up the good fight, of laying down, losing, losing heart because of discouragement from Paul's many tribulations. And he's pleading with them not to become discouraged, but to keep the faith, to stay true, to be filled, as he says later in this reading, with the fullness of God. In our reading this morning, and you can see this in your bulletin there where it is printed, the first word of verse 13 is left off in our reading. As it was appointed for today, and sometimes that is done, The first word is left off. We begin, brethren, I beseech you, or I ask that you do not lose heart. But in the actual text in the the Bible, it says, therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart. So we have to go back to verses 1 through 12 to understand what the therefore is, you know, therefore. And I'm going to take the liberty to do that this morning. In verses 1 through 12, St. Paul is speaking about a grand revelation that he received when we know he was caught up into the heavens, a great, great mystery which had been hidden from all the ages. This is the very mystery of the universe. It is the meaning of everything. Up until now, it has never been revealed. It had never been known to the sons of men, but now. God has made himself known in Jesus Christ. The Spirit has been poured out into the hearts of men and the great mystery of the meaning of life and of all that exists of the whole world has been made known, St. Paul says, through the preaching of the apostles, through their proclamation, their sound has gone out into all worlds. And he says, and I am one of them, maybe the least, but I am one who is proclaiming this great, mysterious message, the meaning of everything. Paul has been caught up. He's been filled with a revelation. And then he's been cut loose, St. Paul has. He's been set upon the world, and especially the Gentile world, to make known and manifest this great treasury of knowledge, the riches of glory, which have been hidden from all the ages. Mankind until now has been trapped in the tedious banality of his vacuous existence. His head down. Dust kicked up in his face. Life is gray on gray. He doesn't know why he exists. He doesn't really know the meaning of everything. But now, this manifold wisdom of God, that divine spark which exists in all of creation which had been hidden, it is now revealed. Why? Because God himself has become a man, destroyed death, freed mankind from the stupor of his 
blind sleepwalking, given him knowledge, knowledge of the voice, understanding even of reality itself through faith, through love, through uniting himself to man, revealing himself to man. And now, now we see the eternal purpose of God for us. And not just for us, but for all of creation. And it is glorious. It is magical and full of light. And now the Apostle Paul says, we are declaring with boldness in the Spirit, even to the principalities and powers in heavenly places, we are declaring the manifold wisdom of God. This great gospel. And the eternal Spirit. The Spirit of God, who is God of very God. This Spirit fills us. And fills us not with some tepid uncertainty in this revelation, but with a bold, absolute confidence. Nothing can stop the force of this message. The breaking through of the kingdom of God into this world, which had been previously held in darkness. We are courageous and convinced of this truth. So much so that we will give everything, even unto death, which they did, to proclaim this message and live this life unto God. So that's what Paul's essentially getting at in verses 1 through 12. I encourage you to go home and read Ephesians chapter 3 this afternoon. That's basically what he's sort of saying. And in that spirit in which I've communicated it. And then he says in verse 13, therefore. Because of all that. Because what I've just told you and the way I've told it to you, therefore. Because of this great revelation. Therefore, I ask, I beseech you that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Do not go back to the banal, the tedious fear and tyranny of the mundane and meaningless, worrisome life. Just because you run into some difficulties, some tribulations, some resistance. Just because there are still enemies about who are going to resist you. You know the path. The path is not free of debris. You must understand the gravity of what has happened in Jesus Christ. Of who he is. Of where he is. Of what he is doing now at this moment. He is one of us. Glorified in the heavens at the right hand of the majesty. Everything has changed now. Why would you return to your darkness? Why would you become discouraged and give in to despair and unbelief? St. Paul is basically pleading that we keep our head in the clouds. Because this is how we stay connected with the truth. The truth is in the clouds above. The truth is the risen Lord. That's the truth. Not your annoying coworker. Or your cholesterol count. Or even something maybe much more serious, not to make light of the suffering that people endure. These are only lies below, deceit and falsehood, telling us, trying to convince us that this grand mystery, this revelation, is just a ruse, it's a dead end. I think somehow there's still like a little hook on our chin. And the demons, they throw these little grappling hooks and sometimes it locks in there and just pulls our head down. 
to the ground. And we're constantly fighting it. Constantly fighting. We have to look up to the heavens and keep our head in the clouds. All the apostles gave their lives for this gospel, as did countless other saints. Let's try and remember this and keep keep life, even when it is difficult, in perspective. Hardship and tribulation, they can either pull us down back to the dust of the earth and our former blindness, or they can become our glory. They can become an opportunity for us to live, to declare the absolute victory that Christ has won through his sacrifice and resurrection. When we were trapped, enslaved to sin, when we did not have the revelation of Jesus Christ the Lord, when we were starving, emaciated, weak, at the very point of death because we could not eat, we had no food, no eternal sustenance, we were without hope and in despair, dying of starvation, no understanding or vision of the divine realities and the glory of God which Paul is preaching about. We were there once, but now God has freed us and he has given us food, heavenly food, the flesh of his son, the true bread which comes down from heaven. Our eyes are opened and we see now the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God in all his glory and majesty. And we know now, we know through the gift of the eternal spirit who indwells us, that he is there. And when we see him there, we see our elder brother. We know what and who he is, that he is one of us. And what he is now is what we shall be. And that we shall share in that same eternal glory and light. And it was for this that we were created. That is wonderful and exciting news. And yet we still have to endure some tribulation before this is finally realized. And the danger is, is that this tribulation can pull us back down to despair. It lies to us. It pulls our gaze from above and back to the muck below. And we can easily be overburdened when we give in to it, to the thoughts that attack our minds. And when we forget, when we forget the truth, we can go back to a state of forgetfulness and blindness. Or... Or our tribulation can be an opportunity. It can be an opportunity for us to share in Christ's sufferings so that we might share in his victory. You see, we must not see these tribulations as our enemy, but tools to keep us, to help us realize the goal and our eventual glorification. And by the way, as the scriptures make very plain and clear, we cannot avoid these tribulations. They are not optional. You know, if you don't suffer from some sickness or some circumstance of tribulation outside of your control, you are obliged by the teaching of the church to impose it upon yourself. Once you were starving because you did not have the food, the eternal food of life, the bread of heaven. You were starving, emaciated, and weak. But now, you have plenty to eat, You're fat and happy and full, and yet you must fast. Before you were made hungry by sin, now you must make yourself hungry by the Spirit as a tribulation to your own flesh. And this tribulation, this self-imposed fast upon yourself, you do it in joy, and it becomes a tool for salvation. Everything is transformed in Jesus Christ. Even the trials and tribulations 
Those things that once killed and destroyed us have become the very means of our exaltation. St. Paul says, do not lose heart, do not faint, do not quit, do not give up, do not lay down, do not go back to sleep. Stay awake, rise up, pray, and thank God. Keep your head in the clouds. The banal which so occupies and worries us. All of these temporal concerns. Boy, this sounds like a theme over the last three or four weeks of sermons. That happens every once in a while. It wasn't my intention necessarily. All of these temporal concerns which weigh us down, which overwhelm us, they are nothing. They'll all pass away. And I do not say that in any way to be insensitive, unkind, unfeeling. We do suffer and we go through really hard things in this life. But the temporal concerns which so often overwhelm us, truly they are nothing. They will pass away. You do not need food. And that is why you fast, so that you can realize that. You do not need anything. None of it matters. Only one thing matters, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Seeing Him, knowing Him, recognizing your elder brother standing at the right hand of majesty on high, seated at the right hand of the majesty on high, worshiping Him, serving Him, loving Him, loving Him by loving your neighbor. Then, then, St. Paul says in our actual reading today, then you will be filled with the fullness of God. All these bumps in the road, they won't cause us to stumble. stumble. They're not stumbling blocks for us. Not things for us to trip over. They're steps. They're steps for us to lift us up to a higher place. We need to use them. We need to climb them so that we might be lifted up to glory that awaits us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been listening to Father Patrick Cardine, pastor of St. Patrick's Orthodox Church in Bealton, Virginia. This has been a production of the Orthodox West.